Hello and welcome to Meet the Maliks. I'm Ellie Malik. I'm Matt. And uh, we're happy to have you today. Uh, thanks for listening. I'm so excited for, for this one today. I really am. <laughs> thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Um, well, hon, what are you excited about today? I'm excited because spring break is just, is just a couple days away. Yes. Which means we're going to have our boys home the whole week. And so awesome. we're gonna have no peace and quiet in our house. It's gonna you know, be I, I, but I, I love being with them. So yeah, I do too. I know that it's just gonna be by the end of it, we'll be like, when school starting? Yeah, but that's how I felt the end of every summer too. Yeah, at the end of every summer, <laughs> when school starting. But having them just hanging out, we try to do fun things. Last year we did a staycation where we went. And did a few things indoors and around because it's still a little bit cool, so we can't really yeah. go hiking or anything. But ah, uh, you probably could this week. Yeah, we might could. Well, it's supposed to rain, but yeah, we definitely should. But if we're we gonna can. hit seventy, I think later, <laughs> later in the week, and that's awesome. I don't think it has not been winter. I know we've said that a few times. It has not been winter this year. It's it's been weird. I know it's been very strange. I'm excited to mow the lawn. You are? <laughs> not really. I was going to say. No. This is the first time no. I think I'll ever mow the lawn in March. This is really weird. So, I'm really excited my dad's coming down and we're going to work on a tree house for the boys. Yeah, that should be fun. And he's an expert uh, tree house maker, so Yeah. It's going to be awesome. He should get his own show. Yeah, he can be. Wait, I think there is a show about that. I know, but he should have a spinoff. I know. He should have a spinoff Treehouse for is the all lane. the many uh, things he can do. Oh, my gosh, yeah. He's a man of many trades. Many, many talents. Many talents. So, excited about that. The boys are excited. It's not going to be like a full room. It's going to be more like a platform with a rail and stuff, but yeah. it'll be awesome. You should. I mean, it's better than nothing. I just remember I grew up going to my dad's and we would go to my cousin's mm-hmm. farm and there were uh, all kinds of space and they had about five or seven tree houses like platform type yeah. tree houses with lookouts and we would spy on people as they ran around the farm working you know <laughs> or we would get walkie-talkies and play um, star wars and i was always princess leia of which course was awesome because you're beautiful oh thanks babe you but didn't kiss your brother, did you? My, br- I don't have a brother. Oh, that's right. No, you know, my in cousin. Star Wars, no, we did not. Br- anyway. No, but uh, yeah, we have Dark Vader was coming after us, and Dark or Darth. Darth, whatever. <laughs> 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 it was always we always made uh, the youngest cousin Brett be Darth Vader. So yeah, he poor guy. Actually, that's a cool role. That is a cool role. You get a force choke people. The t- <laughs> The two youngest were the bad guys, and the two oldest were always the good guys. I don't know how that happened, but, yeah. Uh, because the oldest wanted to win. They didn't want to lose yeah. to the younger brothers. And we would be in these tree houses that were, like, over, like, strap metal and stuff. Yeah. It was kind of dangerous, but it was really fun, and well, we loved You don't it. think about danger when you're that age. You just live. Yeah. You just do it. Well, I think... I think a kid should come back from playing outside with at least one scraped knee, or else they haven't had as much fun. If they as didn't they have a bloody nose, they didn't have a good time. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Well, um, my excited about today is going to be your coffee making skills. Oh, is that surprising you? Yeah, I thought we were going to talk about other stuff. So no, that's cool. Yeah, I'm excited about your coffee making skills. 
Um, That's one of my hobbies. Matt is really into coffee. He's almost too much. A little bit. He's way like coffee snob. Oh, not as coffee snob as some people I see on Facebook. There's some others that are like out of this world, but yeah, I cannot tell Folgers from Starbucks or whatever. But anyways, Matt, uh, Matt. uh, What's it called, honey? You I roast my roast own. Roast your own coffee. Yes. And um, he has a, an espresso maker. Am I saying this right? An espresso machine. Machine from our uh, brother-in-law and my sister-in-law. So sweet. Thank you, guys, if you're listening. I think I've used it every it's day. It's like changed our lives. I think I've used it every day since they gave it to me over a year ago. <laughs> I know. We it's probably about to break it. on me because I've used it so I know. much. But he can do um, lattes and all kinds of different coffees and he foams up the milk really high and it's kind of amazing so i can just say hey can i have a mocha caramel latte or whatever and yeah you, you don't like a lot of chocolate in it so it's more of a caramel wait is it no sh- i like a lot of chocolate not you don't like a lot of caramel yeah. that's right so i do make you a mocha latte and so good and he can make you know, we can make them on. iced or hot Whatever. and I don't like the mocha lattes, though. No. He likes his coffee with no sugar, just cream. Just and a little bit of cream, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Anyways. Yeah, I like I like getting my green coffee beans and mm-hmm. and getting my, my uh, uh, low-tech roaster going. I have this little stovetop popcorn yeah, popper, whirly popper, popper, and get it on our side, like the side unit on our grill outside and... Because it's very smoky when you yeah, roast coffee stinks. beans. It stinks up the house. Yeah. If we did it inside. And uh, roast once a week. You know, get fresh coffee. It's fresher than anything you can get pretty much anywhere. So I enjoy it. I think it's better than most places I've gotten. But um, It's extremely black. Like, your coffee's intense. Uh, mine's not. Mine's not. I don't go dark, dark. I do. Um, there's, there's, like three or four le- levels you can go and and starbucks most of the stuff you get from starbucks is like the top level like it is like almost burnt it's almost beyond being oh, okay. able to use coffee and then i mine is just is the level below that usually that's how i like mine um and then you can do a light roast you can do a, a medium light medium then dark and so i could go in the technical terms but most people don't know those so that's just but if you look on the bags, when you go to the grocery store, it'll have like beans on. Some will have beans on top, showing how dark it. And that's mine's usually three fourths of the way up. So that's cool. how dark I usually like mine. So if you ever want to try Matt's coffee, let him know. He'd be happy to make you some. <laughs> yeah, but just let me know. It's it's great. Uh, what I like what what I started with green coffee beans for and roasting my own is, I could get a pound for five bucks. And so it was for is it that cheap. I think it's like seven or something. No, it's the stuff I just bought. The most expensive was like five fifty. Oh, okay. I bought two different kinds. Second that expensive was four fifty. And um, I buy it from a local place that's got green coffee beans around here. And so I just go pick it up. I don't have to pay for shipping. And and then uh, so I mean, if you think about it, a pound of green coffee beans at five bucks versus a pound of roasted coffee beans, exact same beans at the store for. 10 bucks or, mm-hmm. or higher that's a, that's on the cheap end mm-hmm. you're saving a ton of money plus i think you like the freshness factor yeah. it's well it started fresh. out me want liking it because of the cost mm-hmm. but then it 
then it began. I I just like the way I just like the freshness. Because you won't roast them until you're gonna use them, basically. Yeah, I'll use them within the week. Mm-hmm. So, I don't make too much that I have. You like crack me up week. when we're going on a trip. You're like, I can't grind my beans <laughs> two days before I drink the coffee. I'm like, okay, and so I bring my grinder with me. That's no. We're yeah. not doing that. I do it all the time. I don't know. Okay. When we go to Seattle for the wedding, I won't bring my grinder. Yeah, okay? they have good coffee out there. I'll, I'll I'll suffer up in Seattle and go get coffee at the coffee house. Yeah, that sounds good. I think I'll find something up there. I'm not sure. The mecca of coffee. Yeah, you probably so. will find something you like up there. Honey, what are one of your hobbies? What are some of the things you like to do? I know you like to clean the house and do the <laughs> dishes and... <laughs> Laundry. <laughs> Laundry is my favorite thing to do. Laundry is your passion. Thank you for asking. <laughs> um, is laying on the hammock a hobby? No, but you like to do that. Oh, my goodness. It's maybe amazing. Maybe we'll bust it out this weekend. Let's do. We didn't even need to put it up for winter. <laughs> we could have used it all winter. I know. It snowed like once. I will go out there with a blanket and a sweatshirt and lay in the hammock. <laughs> <laughs> you do like gardening we're gonna start gardening yes soon. i'm so excited i bought my seeds this week and we're gonna try potatoes this year yeah and we've got weed mat down so i don't want to deal with those weeds yeah and watch yourself to deal with them well i mean there's always a few but i'm a big fan of square foot gardening where it's a raised bed and yeah. i feel like there's a lot less weeds to deal with if you have the weed mat down so cool excited all right. What are we going to talk about today, babe? Today we're going to, I feel like we need to talk about God's compassion. And um, it's, of course, a part of how he loves us. But I feel like he, I feel like our listeners need to be reminded that he cares about you and, he, yeah. and he's compassionate for your situation. Mm-hmm. And um, I have a verse to start us off with. And I'm in the wrong, but hold on a second. Second Corinthians, I was in first Corinthians. Okay. Second Corinthians one, three through four. Praise be to the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all of our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves have received from God. Wow. I know, I feel like that's so good because, one, it talks about how God comforts us, and that's such a really important part of, you know, going through hard times is yeah. being comforted. And then, two, it talks about how we cannot comfort others until God's poured into us. I feel like a lot of people walk around so empty, mm-hmm. um, just tired, worn out, yeah, empty have nothing to give there's moms out there and dads i'm sure that put everybody else before themselves mm-hmm. um constantly are caring about what's needed next you know field trip permission slips lunch money um you know all the things got to take them to swim lessons or soccer or all those things and it just gets so busy and uh, we need to remember that we need to be poured into mm-hmm. and be comforted and that way you know it says very clearly so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves have received from God so we have to receive before we can give yeah 
And um, I think a lot of us aren't taking the time to receive. And I feel like want to encourage our listeners to do that. And then I wanted to talk about with his compassion, I feel like it kind of leads into a topic of grace. Yeah. You know, he, he cares for us and he also has grace for our situations. Um, and there's a book uh, by Dr. Brown that came to my mind when I was thinking about this, about hyper grace. And can mm-hmm. you tell us a little bit about grace and then hyper grace? I think um, I think it's good that you brought that up because a lot of times when, at least with... I've been noticing like there's this there's been this movement out. I'll just I'll just go and say this that that Dr. Brown, one of our our president at our first school that we went to, wrote about it's called Hyper Grace, and you can get that on Amazon or at his website, Dr. We'll Brown. We'll put the dot, link in the org. show notes. And um, <clears throat> and in this book, he he addresses this issue that's come up in the last few years about how the grace of God covers all sins, which is true. The grace of God does cover all sins. But they go on to say, even the sins you haven't committed yet, so when you commit a sin, you don't need to repent. You don't need to ask for, you don't need to turn from your wicked ways. You don't, because God's already forgiven those sins, so don't worry about it. So basically, what what we saw in the church happening um, all over the place was guys, worship leaders would go out and get drunk, or, or pastors would go out and get drunk, or do stupid stuff, and be like, well, I got grace, I can do whatever I want, because, and I don't need to ask for forgiveness. And And so when you hear... And so what's happened, at least with me, is when I hear somebody start talking about grace, I'm thinking, oh, great, they're going to be another hyper-grace teacher. They're going to be somebody. And and really, what's what's amaz- what we need about grace, what, what hyper-grace does to grace is it is it waters it down, and it takes away the power of real grace. Real grace is is that when we do sin, God does offer forgiveness and, and washes us. But there's a beauty in us turning to Him and asking Him for forgiveness and us taking ownership of our own sin and then asking for forgiveness mm-hmm. and so dr brown's book hyper grace is really good and <clears throat> and and dr brown he throughout the book he says yes we need grace we need grace i need he's he and he, he shared his testimony which is pretty powerful and how he needed grace almost more than anybody based on what he did and he's still he was doing uh, he drugs was, in the 70s i yeah, think he, and was, he was he was a big pothead dropping acid yeah. i think yeah. actually and now he basically has the whole bible memorized and yeah I mean, the guy's is brilliant, but um, and so uh, yeah, God's grace is very important for us, and and we need it every day. But we need to be careful not not to fall into the hyper grace movement of like anything goes because, and then we don't need to ask for forgiveness. Well, that's 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 a perversion of mm-hmm. that's actually abusing grace, not yeah. use not allowing grace to flow in our lives. Yeah. Um, I have a verse here. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, Mm -hmm. but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet without sin. Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence Mm -hmm. so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. So God does want us to approach him with our weaknesses and receive that mercy and grace. But um, I think a lot of us maybe do that and then go right back into it. And I would say that's not true repentance. Mm-hmm. What, do, what do you think true repentance versus I like... Think, I think true repentance is one where you generally... 
understand your sin and how it separates you from God, and you come to God and you say, God, I really want to turn from this sin. Uh, you know, um, you asked me to think, um, heading into the today, you asked me to think about a time where, where uh, you know, I had a hard time letting go and I and repenting, and, and I wasn't sure I was going to share until now, but I remember for years I dealt with uh, pornography and other issues that a lot of men deal with out there. And even a lot of our teenagers deal with, and and uh, I remember one time, you know, I kept turning to God, but not really. Like I didn't really want to turn, but I remember the moment. I really do. I remember the moment. I remember the service. I remember where I was standing, where I said, "God, I'm done with this," mm-hmm. and I genuinely repented for my behavior and my lifestyle, mm-hmm. and I took action. And even mm-hmm. though even though it risked me being embarrassed. Mm-hmm. By going forward to the altar, it, you know, and and everybody I was with looking at me, thinking, "What's he up there for? Isn't he perfect?" And even though nobody, uh, half the time, nobody's watching at those type of altar services because they're they're focusing on it, their own issues. Yeah, but I mean that's kind of a pride issue, really. Not- yeah, it is a pride issue. But I finally just broke down. I said, "Enough is enough," mm-hmm. and I literally turned. And I took action steps after that to go the other way. Yeah. To go the it's way that... It's a sincereness of heart. It was a sincereness it, of heart. And it's taking steps afterwards to make changes. Even yeah. if you do mess up again or relapse again, if it's an addiction or something like that. And then I found a man in our area to talk to. Mm-hmm. and Accountability. So so that moment was... I mean, I, was, I don't feel like I was 100% delivered at that moment. I was 100% out of the woods at that moment. But that was at the moment where I said... I'm done with this. Mm-hmm. And I took steps and I found a guy immediately when I got back home. And I said, hey, I need help with this. And we met weekly for a while. I mean, yeah, we met every week. He asked me the hard questions. And then as I was getting closer to getting out of the woods, thing going weeks, like multiple weeks where I said, I haven't struggled, haven't done it, dealt with this. Then we would start meeting every other week down to once a month to every three months and now I, I haven't seen him in a long time but because he ended up moving out of the state out of the area but um you know this is like seven or eight years ago that i dealt with this stuff and mm-hmm. and i finally dealt with it i finally mm-hmm. said enough is enough so if you're dealing with some kind of sin issue or addiction or maybe it's just fear or mm-hmm. insecurity or um just something that you're struggling with. You've been struggling with it for a long time, and you're thinking, I'm never going to be able to get rid of this. I, this is going to plague me for yeah. the rest of my life. Um, we want to encourage you uh, to go to God, mm-hmm. repent, confess it. And he's got grace big enough. His grace Even is if you're big not, enough. Yeah, his grace is big enough. Even if you're not sure, 100% sure that it's a quote-unquote sin or, mm-hmm. or whatever, it doesn't matter. And Confess it to mm-hmm. God and give it to him. Yeah. And then take the steps, the necessary steps, accountability, take the steps, yeah. uh, change your friends. If you're in, in an addiction and you can't get out of it, change your friends. Yeah. You might need to let go of some things mm-hmm. in your life. Yeah. And that's part of it. Yeah. So, um, you know, another thing, you know, anyway, so it's just, it's good for us to, to find somebody and find people, but understand that your sin is not so big or your issue is not so big that God cannot help you out with that, mm-hmm. cannot forgive you of that. He's big enough. That's why grace is so important. Now, that's and that's also why I was 
warning against hypergrace because hypergrace will will say, well, you've already been forgiven, so don't even bother asking for forgiveness mm. or turning from your sin, oh, okay. because grace has already covered it. You don't. But there's a there's something that we there's a freedom. You can be drug addicted and say, well, I'm under grace and I'm good, and never get free from your drug addiction, even though you're like, I know I'm this is wrong and I'm forgiven, but I can. But no, you need to turn from your sin. Mm-hmm. It says in the Bible, turn from your sin, turn from your good ways, you know, and I, you see what I'm saying? You yeah, need to turn. Absolutely. You need to ask for forgiveness. You need to say, okay, God, this is wrong. Now I'm going the other way. It's, yeah. it's a complete about face. Yeah. First um, John 1, 8 through 10. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves mm-hmm. and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claimed we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar and mm-hmm. his word has no place in our lives. So it's important, guys, that we regularly look at our hearts, check our yeah. hearts. You know, God, is there something in me that I'm holding on to that I just do not trust you with or it could it could even be, I'm, and I'm not talking about just repenting. I'm talking about uh, laying down idols. I'm talking about, yeah. and I guess that's a form of repentance. Yeah. But if there's fear in your heart that God cannot handle it and mm-hmm. you've got to con- take control, that's a sign that you need to sit down with him and and talk this out. Yeah. Because, first of all, control is an illusion. Mm-hmm. Control is pretty much meaningless in this world. and <laughs> God's in control. Yeah. And we're not in control. And so we need to rest in him and not try to take things into our own hands and our own strength and strive mm-hmm. because it's just not going to happen. Yeah. You know, inse- and another thing that just popped in my head as you were talking was insecurity. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'll be honest with you. I deal with insecurity. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm working on that um, too. And I I know a lot of people deal with insecurity. Mm-hmm. And, and in a way that is a form of an idol. Mm-hmm. Because we I think, think it's a fear. It's issue. a fear issue, mm-hmm. but it's also like it, it prevents us from from reaching the potential that God has for us. Mm-hmm. We're saying, God, I know you've called me to do this, but I'm not good enough. Yeah. And so you're. Or calling, what are what is everyone going to think? Or what's everybody going to think? Or mm-hmm. you know, it, 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 and we think, well, I'm just being humble. Well, there's being humble and there's being insecure. Mm-hmm. And we can be humble and still be secure in who we are in Christ. Yeah. And that's one thing God's been dealing with me about is like I can be humble, but I still need to be bold. Mm-hmm. Those aren't and take risks and take risks. Those are not opposite things. Mm-hmm. You know, humility is a is a hard issue. Mm-hmm. If you humility is the opposite of pride, you can be bold and not be prideful. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people, I think, in our culture, in the church culture, I think a lot of times we see. And this is where this is where I think some fault happens is we see some younger people that are trying trying to find they're finding their calling and they're getting bold in their calling and we're saying hey slow down that's that's prideful. Mm-hmm. Well, no, it's not prideful. They're f- trying to fulfill the call that God has in their mm-hmm. life, and so we're short in a way we're short circuit circuiting what God wants to do in their life, and they may never reach that potential because of the power. Well, of Well, I understand not throwing wet blankets on yeah. people, but I think that we should you know mentor them yeah you know and no, that's that's what i was getting them. at it's like we need to get to yeah. instead of saying slow down say you can't say slow down it's like slow down i like what you're going i like where you're going mm-hmm. let's keep moving that direction but let's 
do it properly. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if because there is some pride that does start coming up in youth as well. Mm-hmm. If in, the, in everyone in everyone in everyone. Yeah. So, um, but this is where this is where the un, uh, what was the original title? The compassion of God. Is mm-hmm. that what we talk, yeah. This is where the compassion of God comes. Right. Is is he's he's patient with us. Mm-hmm. And so, if we if we have a humble heart. And we move forward in the calling that God has for us, then our insecurities need to fall away because we need to be secure in who God has called mm-hmm. us to be. Yeah, I definitely think we should never reject someone just because they have like serious character flaws. Yeah. I feel like we should take them, mm-hmm. you know, put our arm around them and say, "Hey, you know," and at least see if there' yeah. possibility of of uh, some adjustment or some tweaking. Because some, everybody, see if we can influence them. Because everybody has something to offer the church. Yeah, everyone, and everyone is full of flaws. Yeah. So we can't expect perfect, you know, people. So I mean, look at the guys that Jesus called. Mm-hmm. I'm reading a book called Making of a Leader right now, and he was talking about Levi, who ended up being Matthew. His name was Matthew, uh, who wrote the book of Matthew. He was a tax collector. So he was, like, despised and hated by the Jews because... They saw him as stealing from their own people for the Romans. They saw him as a as a. And then we saw we see the fishermen Peter and James and John and all them. They were fishermen. They were not learned men. You know, they were unschooled, ordinary men. But God took men with flaws, and He changed the world with them. And so, I think I think with the, where our insecurity comes, and I just really feel like I felt like I need to speak into insecurity today is where insecurity comes is we say, God, I'm not good enough to do what you want me to do. And we're stealing yeah. from God's kingdom. We're, we're, our, and we're our saying talents. he's not big enough yeah. to overcome the it's weakness. Like, God's like, I see that you're not as good as that person. That's why I want to use you. Because mm-hmm. I want to blow the world away. Mm-hmm. I want to blow their minds. Yeah. And didn't Moses have a stutter? Yeah, and he or was something like, like that. I can't do this. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So good. the Bible's full and, and look at David. David was the youngest and he was a shepherd. He should not have been chosen king. But God chose him as king and made him the greatest king in Israel's history. Yeah. So God can overcome the struggles in your life if you let him. Mm-hmm. If you hold on to them and sit and say, No, 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 I got this, I got this, even unconsciously. Yeah. Then you're not gonna you're probably not gonna get victory. So, good stuff. Um, you know, in giving something to God, you're like, "What do you mean, give it to God?" I just am encouraging you to get alone in a quiet place and talk to Him about it. You could even write it down, like write a kind of a journal entry about it, and and make a confession there, and then either put that through your shredder, tear it up, burn mm-hmm. it. You know, something kind of. Make a ceremony out of it. If it's a big yeah. deal to you, make a ceremony out of it. And um, and then you can look back at that time and say, because the next day, it's going to be in your face. Mm-hmm. And the next day, and the next day. And what you do is every day you say, nope, I gave that to God. Mm-hmm. And you say, do you remember that time when I stand by the fire pit and I yeah. burn it up? I gave it to God. Yeah. Or, you know, whatever. And um, And then you can pray about it. Mm-hmm. When, when you start to start to feel it coming on and of course get that support from your fellow um, friends and mentors and that accountability that you need as well.
there's a lot of different things that need to go into your action plan and only you know and your maybe your mentor knows uh, what yeah. those things are. So um want to encourage everybody to give God time every day, even if it's only 10 minutes, yeah. so that he can work uh, on you and um, you can... Um, you know, every day we might have things we need to confess. So mm-hmm. every day we need to take, you know, even just 10 minutes, whatever time you've got mm-hmm. to give it to God, try to grow that time. Um, you could do a Bible study if you mm-hmm. don't know what to do or what to think or you get a book, do a Bible study. Um, you know, make sure you're praying with people, mm-hmm. other people. It's That's an important part of being mm-hmm. in, uh, in the church is yeah. having people to pray with. Yeah, because people... You know, and then we'll see that other people deal with the same things as well. So that's mm-hmm. actually and they may be able to give yeah. you advice or, or just just somebody being there with you. Yeah, I think it's important. Yeah, and then uh, just just whatever you do, don't let it fester or or go undealt with yeah. for years and years. I mean, you could be worse off in five years, and I I think that's probably not what you want. No. So no. I just want to encourage everybody to reach out, reach up. Yeah, reach out. It's reach kind of cliche now. <laughs> well, you know the thing is, and and one thing that we've been doing in our in our life that's helped us with these issues is we found a quite uh, you know we saw that movie War Room and we came up it's like we're, we need something like that and we I do think that yeah see that movie War Room if you haven't decided, seen it and so we, good we made a we made a quiet place in our house where um where we go and we pray like. That's just where we go mm-hmm. and just be alone with God. Um, I see, like, I go there, I see what Ellie's reading, and, and sometimes she sees what I'm reading because we leave our books there. And, and you know, just have a time alone with God and a place to have a time alone with God and allow Him just to speak to your life and just pour life into you because that's what He wants to do. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want you to be the same. He wants you to change. Yeah. For so it, that you don't yeah, feel empty. To be more like Him. So, yeah, He wants to fill you up. Yeah, if you feel empty, it's because you you uh, need more of the Lord. And if you feel empty, take some time and ask the Holy Spirit to fill you up again. Mm-hmm. You know, we one of my favorite phrases is that we leak. Yeah, we we leak the Holy. We don't. We're not like a, per, a sealed, perfect vessel that keeps right. all the Holy Spirit. We're we, broken. We're broken, and and we have areas that we leak out, and the Holy Spirit drains out of our life, and we need to just ask the Holy Spirit to fill us up again. Mm-hmm. It's not a one-time feeling. It's a it's a constant feeling. It's a constant relationship. I think everybody feels the the leaking and the emptiness, but they sometimes don't fill it in the correct way. Like, yeah. you know, watching TV or playing games on your mm-hmm. iPad can be. Uh, hey, why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> can be uh, emotional junk yeah. food, spiritual junk yeah. food. It's like you're hungry, so you eat a. What Twinkie? You eat Twinkie or, or Doritos or Oreos or something, and that's yeah. not healthy for you. When you should have an apple or yeah, or banana. And same or, way in the spirit, yeah. if you know you're you're empty, so you watch television or a movie, and it might give you a little bit of something, but it's not gonna fill you up like. Or you may be trying to numb the feelings of whatever it is, whatever you're going through, yeah. instead of dealing with it, which is what we need to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. We may have missed something today or um, maybe to talk about. yeah, inaccurate or maybe we forgot to mention something that you feel like is important. Let us know. Yeah. Get on eaglesviewchurch.com 
um, you can click on contact us and that will come straight to us and uh, we can address your question on the air or um, if you just want to leave a comment we appre- we would appreciate it mm-hmm. um, please go to the podcast app on your phone I think it's purple and uh, search for Ma- meet the Maliks and you will be able to subscribe to our podcast and then you can easily yeah. listen to it you don't have to listen to it on the web um, your phone will it'll download it if you ask download it, it just you can even go into your settings and just say just download the most recent one mm-hmm. so that way it doesn't use up any of your memory or whatever and yeah. and it's very easy and then um, the pod I- iTunes or the podcast app or whatever will let you know when we've posted a new one so you don't even have to mm-hmm. come back and check so much easier way to get it and uh, be reminded of it. We appreciate you listening yeah, so thank much. Thank you so much for listening. And let me let me close with prayer, and then we will, uh, I hope you have a great day. Lord, I thank you for these these amazing people that are listening to this podcast. Lord, I know that you have, you have a calling, you have a purpose for each one of us, Lord. And Lord, I thank you for your grace that is extended and that, that can cover a multitude of sins, Lord God. And I pray that as we, as we, as we, um, depend and ask for your grace. I pray that it will be poured out upon us, Lord. And I pray that you'll help us not to continue living in our sin or living into our in our insecurities or living in, in the things that are holding us back from the perfect will that you have for our lives. But Lord, I pray that you'll help us to take strides to do what you want us to do. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. For more information or the today's show notes, go to eaglesviewchurch.com slash Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.